you got to operate in truth, right? Operate in truth. Tell the truth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Gator Truth Florida Football Podcast. I'm Daniel, and on this episode, we're going to take a look at the Gators road trip to Lexington, Kentucky, to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. I believe this is an important game for Billy Napier and the Florida Gators, both to show growth and progress in year two. It's one thing to beat Tennessee at home in a Tennessee team that's known for its offense. It's another thing to go on the road and face a team known for its defense in the Kentucky Wildcats. We will get into some offensive and defensive keys to the game. And if you can't tell already, for Kentucky Week, we definitely rock the orange. For those of you watching on YouTube, you do see the orange accent lighting and that I am all in orange, as we do not wear blue during Kentucky Week, and I don't wear orange during Tennessee Week. With that said, let's go ahead and get into talking about the game against the Kentucky Wildcats. Starting off about the Wildcats, some things you need to know before we get into the storylines is Devin Leary, former quarterback at NC State, comes over to the Wildcats after being injured last year. He was the 2022 ACC preseason offensive player of the year. So definitely some talent right now. He has not quite lived up to that with nine touchdowns, five interceptions. That doesn't mean that he cannot put it all together. Kentucky really hasn't faced anyone yet, and that's kind of a mixed bag because as much as I've heard Florida played vanilla against Charlotte, do you really think that Kentucky has not been vanilla against their first three opponents in Vanderbilt? As we said in the preseason, we're not going to know much about this Wildcats team until we get to our game against them. Also, they're... Kentucky Wildcats have transferred Ray Davis, a thousand yard running back from Vanderbilt who has transferred in. So although the Wildcats are known for their defense, they definitely have guys who can be dangerous on the offense as well. Now let's begin by taking a look at the Gators at the Wildcats storylines. The first storyline I have is can the Gators win on the road? The Gators are currently 1-6 away from the Swamp under Billy Napier. That does include the bowl game. That number does include the trip to Jacksonville last year, with Texas A&M being the only win. And there is a truthful caveat there that the Texas A&M, that's a squad that was devastated by injuries. And when we played them, it was an 11 a.m. local kick, and they're missing I believe it was eight, nine players, including their starting quarterback with a flu outbreak. So it was a good win. I enjoyed being there, but there is that. Can Florida get that win on the road under Billy Napier in the SEC? And this is a chance to do that. So very big question for this game, as it also propounds not only for this game, but moving forward when we go to places like williams Bryce Stadium in South Carolina in two weeks where it's known to be more crazy. And then of course games away at Jacksonville again, and then death Valley and then finishing the sec slate in Como against the tigers who so far have looked pretty good. 
So if we can get that first win on the road against the Wildcats, it helps build towards the rest of the season. Another storyline is Kentucky has won three of the last five. Does that do anything for our psyche, especially after we won 31 straight times before that against the Wildcats? In fact, until 2018, I had never seen the Kentucky Wildcats beat the Florida Gators. Now it's been three out of five years. Really shouldn't have lost to them in 2018, but really, really shouldn't have lost to them in 2021. When we did have issues, Emory Jones not playing that well. And then last year, of course, AR kind of limps early in the game and then throws some bad interceptions, including a bad pick six that ends up being enough for the Wildcats to get the victory in Gainesville without those pick sixes or without the pick six and the also short field by the other interception. The Gators probably win that game. Of course, these have been some wild games against the Wildcats and I believe began 2015, these are all about one-score games. I think 2019 may have gotten a little bit further gap. I think it ended up being about eight points, but that's because Josh Hammond takes a snap as we're just trying to get a first down, takes it a long ways for a touchdown, kind of made the score a little bit wider than it really was. Truthfully, that's one of those plays where You'll get the debate of whether or not he should have gone down. With that said, it is going to be an interesting game. This is the first time the Gators have played the Wildcats at noon in Lexington since 2003. For those of you too young to remember, or those of you who just may not remember, in 2003, a true freshman by the name of Chris Leak took the Gators in against Wildcats to Lexington got down 21 to 3, end up with a great comeback in the second half to win 24-21. I believe that was the final score. Point is, last time we played in the noon noonish, you know, time slot against the Wildcats in Lexington, one of the most impressive comebacks that we had seen for a while at that point had happened and that was 20 years ago, 2003. Now we're going to see how this game looks in 2023 moving on some offensive keys for the gators as they head to lexington just like with every other game the first key is for us to establish the run there is no question that our main priority is to establish the run and have a great running game currently kentucky is ninth in the fbs allowing only 77 and a half yards per game rushing with that said part of that could be they've not really played anyone they've played Akron Eastern Kentucky obviously they played Vanderbilt and to start the season they played Ball State now again you can build stats against bad teams however that doesn't mean that you can't be also good against good teams we don't know what this Wildcat team is like. We don't know what all they've thrown out or what they've done vanilla. What I do know is they have been pretty good against the run. So if we can establish the run, it will go a long way for a Gator victory. They also return a ton of talent, such as linebacker J.J. Weaver and several guys on that defensive line. 
If we cannot establish a run, let's pass to open up the run. I talked about in the Charlotte post game, I talked about how it was great to see us run slants on first down, second down, not just on third to kind of, you know, do things with a quick passing game. And then also Tennessee, where we weren't having quite success at first, or, you know, to be honest, we start off with the passing game, with that jet sweep pass to Eugene Wilson, who is on the depth chart and appears to be playing along with Kingsley Eglikin at center. So some big names back for the Gators, some key pieces on the offense back for the Gators. And just try and soften up that middle, try and get Kentucky to play a little bit wider so we can hit them with the zone runs in between the tackles. Because if Kentucky stacks the box and we can't answer, we're going to have a problem. And unfortunately, every time a team has stacked the box, going back to Vanderbilt last year, it has not been good for the Gators. We will need to have the passing game at some point to open up that run because Mark Stoops might have the best defense that the Gators have faced, not just this season, but probably going back to that Vanderbilt game. And I know there's some talk, well, Utah's got a pretty good defense, and they do. And if my I have any Utah friends listening, I do re- respect you guys. However, they lost one of their top linebackers, a multi-year starter in Reed, very early in that game and had to play some guys who may or may not have been ready to play, and they're missing multiple people. And that's why this UK defense is probably the most dangerous team or most dangerous defense we've faced in a while. So it'll be very interesting. Kentucky is 61st in the nation, giving up 215.8 yards per game, going back to the rushing yards per game. And this kind of ties into the um, passing yards per game that they allow when they're up against these bad teams. Of course, the bad teams aren't really going to keep running the ball. They're going to go to passing. So that could lower the passing or the running yards allowed stat because they're trying to pass the ball, get back into the game. So they're running less, getting less yards, you know, rushing. While they could be getting more passing yards per game because they're trying to come back because they're down by multiple scores. And so it'll be interesting to see. One thing that I did note when I was looking at um, some things is that this um sorry just blanking real quick but anyways going back this wildcat team they do have a strong defense and the only favorable matchup that can really say that we might have is eugene wilson going up against their nickelback currently they have two very talented corners i'm not saying that we can't have pearsall or douglas do well against them but I don't know if it's anything more than a toss-up in those matchups right now where the speed of Wilson against like their nickelback might be a little bit different, whether it's on the jet sweeps, whether it's on a screen where we've seen them make men miss, where we've seen them outrun a few guys. That's a matchup that I do like. I'm not sure how I feel about our offensive line against their front seven. Like I've said, they've returned a ton of talent there. This is also a very well-coached team most of the time. So I don't know, but that could be a very, very uh, good defense. And to pull off the win, the offense is going to have to do 
a great job. And I believe that they can, especially if we see some of that quick passing game and intermediate passing game that we saw last week that we haven't really seen before last week from this team so far this season. Moving on to the keys for the defense for the Gators at the Wildcats. The first key is to stop the run. Mike Stoops, Liam Cohen, the offensive coordinator, what they like to do is they like to run the ball at Kentucky. With that said, surprisingly, Kentucky is 93rd in the NCAA, rushing for only 131.5 yards per game. They last year did not have a great O-line. So far, their O-line has been a mixed results uh, team so far this year. And it is going back to what I talked about, how sometimes running stats can be lower because you're passing a lot, trying to get back into the game. It's kind of interesting because Kentucky's been ahead. So you think maybe they would have more rushing stats and they just have not. But if we can stop the run and make Kentucky one dimensional, I think that's going to help because that will allow our pass rushers to pin their ears back and get to key number two, which is pressure Devin Leary. Last week against Vanderbilt, he completed only 51.7% of his passes, and he threw two interceptions to the Commodores. If we can get pressure, there's a chance that we get several turnovers out of Devin Leary. Our front seven has done well with you know gap maintenance and also just with tackling, getting more pressure than we saw last year. We haven't gotten as many sacks, but hopefully we'll start seeing that in against us suspect Wildcats offensive line, that is something that I think we can do. And if we can do that, it's going to be hard for the Wildcats to score and we'll go a long way towards the Gators winning. One thing I would say is the Wildcats do have four receivers with a 50-plus yard reception, and they have five with a 40-plus yard, counting the 50-yard receptions, of course. Robinson, who returned from last year, currently has 16 catches, 283 yards, 17.7 yards per catch, and three touchdowns. That is something we're going to have to keep an eye on. Of course, last year, outside of, you know, the Gators giving it the pick six, the poor interception, which was by a great hero play by Kentucky. I don't want to take away credit from that great play they made to pick up for their first interception towards the end of the first half. But after that, we also got to talk about they hit a big touchdown bomb, and I believe we're going to see Kentucky try that again against our defense. Our safeties, thinking back to the first play of the Utah game, are going to have to play deepest man and can't really you know move from their assignment and again if we can play some nice tight coverage and get that pressure on leary he showed against vandy that he could commit turnovers and like i said our favorable matchup for this defense is our front seven against the kentucky offensive line our front seven has been Overall, lights out. Shamar James has played well. Scooby Williams, you've heard me talk about. He might be the most improved um, player on this defense, if not the entire team, from last year to this year. You also have Manny Nunnery at linebackers doing really well. And then you have 
guys doing really well, like Princely Man Man has been doing amazing as far as getting QB pressures. And TJ Searcy, Kelby Collins, two true freshmen making a difference. Cam Jackson, Caleb Banks, two transfers doing well. Big Dez causes problems in there. We saw him, you know, reach out and just grab the Charlotte running back last week and just stop him in his tracks. So lots of great things from our front seven against the Kentucky offensive line, who, like I said, has been suspect. So if we can get going against this Kentucky offensive line, then it will definitely go a long way towards the Gators getting a victory. Moving on, I do want to talk about one last thing, and that is we're here on a preview, so we're going to do a truth be told. And for me, that is this Kentucky game is a must win. I know some people may agree with that. Some people may not agree with that. Here's why I believe this Kentucky game is a must win. If we were to lose this game, going back to one of our first storylines, now there's talk of these Gators can't play well on the road. Possibly their one win was due to all these injuries and flu on the opposing team. Like there's a narrative that starts to go, the goodwill of beating Tennessee might go away. What does that do for our psyche? You know, things like that. And not just looking at the negative, but also now you've lost two straight if you're Billy Napier to Kentucky. We're talking a middle-of-the-pack SEC team. This is not your top-of-the-rung Georgia. This is not an LSU or Alabama. This is a – you've got to get over this hump, and now the Gators have just lost three in a row, but two of those were under you. Break that narrative. Build on the momentum that you had. Because And also going back to last week, we didn't have a great game against Charlotte. And when we didn't have a great game against Charlotte, lots of people started asking a lot of questions. There's a little bit of noise coming up that the Tennessee game had softened some of that noise. Well, if we have a lackluster game against Kentucky after the lackluster offensive performance against Charlotte, now the noise gets louder. And beating Vandy at home, that's not going to quiet it down. And then you go on a road against a South Carolina team who's starting to get their legs under them will have a bye week. And who knows how that Williams Bryce crowd is going to be in Columbia. So when I say Kentucky's a must win, I'm not just looking at eh, it's Kentucky. And by the way, these are the teams you need to be if you're going to get to that championship level. It's not just eh, it's Kentucky. It's not just that. Hey, we got to win these games to get to where we want to be. This is also a matter of what does the narrative become? Where does this take you mentally? And also, what track are we on? Tennessee put us on a much rosier track by winning that game and built some momentum. Don't derail it against Kentucky because you're not going to have a chance to really get back on it for two weeks. Even though we lost to Vandy last year, that's not a game we should ever be measuring ourselves against, but we're going to have to wait two weeks against a freshly rested Gamecock team. If we don't win this, I do believe that the Gators can beat Kentucky. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying because of everything that comes with it, if we were to lose, 
this is a must win. You got to send the message that the Gators are on their way back up. And I do believe we can do that. With that said, let's go and talk about my friends over at Alvarez Lawn Company. If you live in the Central Florida area and you need some lawn work done, or you need weekly, monthly, whatever lawn maintenance, or you just have a big project you want to get done, give my friends at Alvarez Lawn Company a call or give them a text for a free quote at 407-490-2617. You can also reach out to them at alvarezlawncompany at gmail.com. Alvarez Lawn Company, building plans that work for you. Also, check out my friends at gatorchair.com. I do write up previews. I also write up reviews for the games over at Gator Chatter. It is a message board, but a lot of fun there to be had. A lot of great interactions to be had, people to meet. Got to meet up with people that I met on Gator Chatter when I was at the Utah game and still talk to a lot of them all the time, both on the board, off the board, and lots of good people there just for Gators and for the most part, you don't have to worry about some random Georgia fan like you would on X or something coming in, just causing a mess of everything. Granted, they could come check it out, do it, but I don't know if they want to do that work. With that said, check out my friends at GatorChatter.com. Last week, I know I didn't do mistakenly. I did not do a score prediction for the Charlotte game, and so we'll just go ahead and say I jinxed that game a little bit with that. I'm actually surprised that uh, my fact checker, we'll call him, didn't send me a text and say, you didn't do a prediction. So I'll make sure to do a prediction this week. And I'm going to go with Gators 21 and Kentucky 10. I do believe that this Gators team can do a lot to shut down the Kentucky offense. That really has not gotten it together. I do think Kentucky has the ability to score. but I do think we can cause a few turnovers by Leary, put us in some good positions to get a few scores. And so that's why I'm going with 21-10. If you would have told me coming into the season that I'd believe that the defense could do a good job of getting turnovers and or shutting down offenses, I would have laughed. But I've been so amazed with the work that Austin Armstrong has done with this Gators defense. With that said, It's going to be a good time in Lexington. It's my first time making the trip. So if you made the trip before and have any advice for that trip or any fun memories you'd like to share, be sure to hit us up at either Gator Podcast or Gator Truth 133 on Twitter, or you can leave a comment under our YouTube video. If you like this episode, please hit the like button, share, subscribe, Anything you can do, help the channel. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, good game.